Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, everybody. It's Tim Heidecker and you are listening to Hey Fan. Enjoy your morning. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name is Angus. And tonight we're going to be talking about obsessions. Yeah, I mean, this podcast is pretty much like, you know, the foundations of this podcast is all to do with obsessions. And uh, but, but tonight we're going to get really deep. Like obsessions that you, like things you get so upset that we've gotten so obsessed with that it fucked our lives up. Fam. <laughs> it really fucked us up. But also... You know, perhaps while simultaneously fucking up our lives, it may be also... Enriched. Enriched and provided a moral compass or, a, you know, a pseudo-family. Before we get to that point, though, some housekeeping. Oh, family, big housekeeping. I fucked up. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we've gotten one. One? At least one. Up to and no more than one email. Uh, so far. One person noticed... Uh, last week... Look, I'm OCD, and so whoever you, sent this, this is for people who are OCD, I think, and I, I, I really think it's important we well, do. Well, how did you miss it? Um, yeah, I didn't check. No, I got a new phone. Do, who dis? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got a new phone when I downloaded it, and I honestly hadn't noticed between today and then. Uh, so, last week I put up episode 56... And uh, apparently there is no episode fifty-five. So, so I skipped a, 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 a number, and I'm really. What's the name of, the, of our very OCD fan? Um, again, new phone. Who does haven't set up the emails? <laughs> but it, it's no, no, no. It's one of our regulars. Um, we would know him if you saw his name. It's our regular. Yeah, it's an regular. You go, oh, old mate, so and so. Yeah, a real one. A like, real one. one of the real ones. A real one. So, anyway. and maybe I don't want to say his name because I've just said he's. Perhaps OCD, and you know, maybe he's not. Yeah, but, you know, there's always hate. His boss might fire OCD him tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but also they might come into my office and why? And he's like, well, we heard the podcast, and you've got OCD. It might be. Hang on, I'm looking at some of the people who've messaged us on Facebook. No, it's a serial emailer. And first time. Hamish. No, could be. A this math. is the worst. This is <laughs> the worst <laughs> segment of AFM ever. Anyway, <laughs> what what are we going to clear up for them? Um, so we name all of our episode names mm. after Entourage episode names. Bad joke that got out of so much control. And uh, episode fifty three or whatever of Entourage is called. No, because we put out fifty six and not fifty five. Yeah, I know, but uh, uh, this is the, the skipping goes back deeper. Shit. So what, it was called like one was called like the Cans Kids. And the other one was called No Can Do. And, sure. I, and I, because I, or I just saw the word can, I was like, I've already put that one in there. So oh. I skipped forward a number. That's right. So we did 52 Snow Job. I'm deleting all of this. 53 <laughs> No Can Do, 54 Fantasy Island, 56 Unlike a Version. So we've actually 
missing an episode there. Yeah, so the episode. So there's meant to be a one called the Cans Kids. Yeah. After No Can Do. But if you have it's, a look at when they were released, there's nothing missing unless we put out two in a week, which we haven't done in a long time. Yeah, in a long time. No b- b- bonus. So, no, we just skipped the number by accident, but uh, maybe we'll go back and change it. Maybe not. Maybe they'll never, you know, maybe in 10 years we'll come back and do 55. And goodbye to the 400 people who just stopped listening. Yeah, sorry, guys. <laughs> Let's start talking about the main topic House of, this, of this episode. Because, uh, look, I'm, this, this is kind of a cry for help. Uh, really? I, I, I got a family to run. I got bills to pay. I got taxes to do. And I've not been doing any of those things. Why not? Uh, last week I... Is that what you do? You, all you do is you go home and pay bills and do the tax? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> how you raise a family. Isn't tax like a once a year type of thing? Yeah, if, if you're a self, uh, self-employed, self that shit takes months. Sure, okay. Uh, or if you're a government... Uh, yeah, and, and it takes even longer. Like me. <laughs> it takes even longer if you uh, downloaded a little app called Zoom. Zoom. Zoom, Zoom. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? It is this goofy little app... The first ever, like, um, what is are they called? Is that Goofy with like, a copyright? Yeah, that's true. It, is, it is a Disney app. So, it's basically, it's like a, you know, match puzzle thing. It's where like you a just, candy thing. You slide your finger and it's like, it, I guess it's kind of, you know. It's a Candy Crush. It's thing, a Candy so. Crush kind of thing. But I never got into Candy Crush. Do, do they have names yet? Like, you know how we call them? Free to play. Free to play. Free to play. Sure. So, it's a free to play. Yeah. So, free to play means, you, you know, down, you download it and it's free, but there are in-app purchases. It's the app that says... Get and then has the plus next to it, and you're like, "Well, here we go again." So I haven't put much money into this, and I, all of I, them have the un, non-imaginative currency of um, crystals. Yeah, yeah, because that's a uh, you can use the crystals wherever you are, and it doesn't relate to crystals. currency. Yeah, crystals. Is this crystals or jewels? I don't know. No, that's... yeah, it's it's always like a nice shot, and I think psychologically you go, like, Ooh, "I want those." <coughs> I want some hearts and some jewels. Yeah, and some it's pretty. It's, it's horseshit. This this has currency of, of like yeah jewels yep rubies sorry rubies rubies jewels um, coins and hearts yeah okay and, and you you can you can buy <laughs> other ones with the, yeah so if I go to xe.com right now and punch in on the uh, currency converter which which one's gonna be the most valuable rubies out of those? But because rubies you, you can buy coins and you can buy hearts with but rubies see, I, I think heart to me is more important because if you yeah don't okay have a we heart, get it Captain Planet no if you don't yeah no. <laughs> Shout outs to Cat P and that monkey boy. Uh, if you racist. don't have a heart, then you can't. <laughs> oh, no, because he had a monkey. He had a monkey. <laughs> yeah, I just can't remember his name. <laughs> Who's racist now? <laughs> um, you, you need a heart to come up with the concept of rubies. So right. maybe what I'm doing is more of a <laughs> like a, <laughs> an OCD thing. <laughs> an OCD thing. Yeah. Um, sure. So this this uh, <laughs> fucking hell. I just spill water everywhere. My obsession How did you even is do that. I don't know. My obsession is the Kevin Costner film Waterworld. <laughs> Just wanted to get it, make you feel like you're there. Um, that was, like that was spectacular. Studios, right? Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize I was uh, sitting in the front row at SeaWorld. Hey, yo, this is a four day episode, guys. If you're um, sitting near some water right now, to splash it on yourself and yell, "Big comes!" Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> except if you're Tommy Dasolo. <laughs> so I've been playing this Zoom app, and you kind of like it encourages you to collect fucking hundreds of these Disney and Star Wars and Pixar characters and yep. then you can use them in the game to like collect more of these fucking things and then there's like events within it and I'm hooked it's fucked up it's and an, an, a good friend of ours a um a, a, a past guest of Hey Fam and yep. a, uh Louis McCurdy I big know, fan and big big uh, iPhone game fan too I think you had predictions on the last episode that you were going to get him hooked 
Oh, I, no, I, I pretended that he, I already knew he was watched yeah. last episode. I thought he was going to beat my high score. He hasn't yet. He did for a moment, but I'm, I'm, at, I'm on top I of the moment. I checked in today with him and said, have you beaten Levens yet? And he's like, no, I don't want to talk about it. You got, he was pretty <laughs> frustrated. <laughs> it's true. This is this morning. <laughs> so, and you got me on it too. So, actually, what, the, I remember to give this story some back, some more backstory. You showed it to me after we'd recorded with Luce O'Brien um, when we were driving back from that episode. Mm. And you're like, bro, this, I'm this game's on, amazing, mate. I'm hooked on Sums, and I was, I was like, that was nothing. I look back, I look back to those days. I'm like, oh, I, I, you were I, different I, then, weren't I was, you? Yeah, I was a different man. Like, you weren't the world just, was the world was your cheerful tax and was happy. okay. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I just did my taxes, bills, paid my bills, and raised been, my family by doing those two things. Utilities were never disconnected. <laughs> the tax man wasn't knocking on the door. But within a two week spiral, you've gotten out of control. Your yeah. wife's left you. The kids don't know who you are. <laughs> I still haven't done my taxes for 2019. Uh, But no, you know what? You showed it to me and I was like, you know what? It's got the power of the license Uh for me for this one. And, uh, you know, we love Disney. We love Pixar. We very love Star Wars. And all the different characters can do different things within the game. Yeah. Which adds to the appeal beyond just like, oh, it's Mickey, you know. I played it for a while. I was getting some mad scores. I was really into it, figuring out what worked, what didn't work. But... I stopped playing it and I deleted it from my phone. But I'll let if you've got more to say, I'll, I'll let you say, and then I'll go into why. No, no, please tell me why, and then, and then I will. It just reminded me of Little Farmville. Every time I looked at my phone, I'd have you and Louis, and I'd be like, "Oh, cool, Levin's or Louis are trying to text me, and you're just trying to get hearts, <laughs> you're trying to get coins, and I'd have my. Lock we'll give screen. you hearts so you could play. I know, and I got angry in front of Louis one day, and I was just like, "Man." Look at this abrasive language Lion uses because it's through the Japanese IMing app Lion. And he's like, what's abrasive? It says, Louis wants to give you a free heart. And, and I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right. But also, like, I just I knew why you wanted a heart because I had to give you one. Then. You don't have to give me one. You can just take it. Give I honestly got annoyed by the alert. I, I, I brought a gift to your house today and, you, and I didn't expect one in return. But it wasn't annoying me on my lock screen. <laughs> don't annoy Angus with gifts, everybody. I think I was trying to... I think at the time... I had a lot. It just reminded me of like going on Facebook and seeing like so and so put said this about your farm. Go check it out. You know that. Remember that stuff. So the 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 biggest part of this game is that you have five hearts at the top of the screen, and uh, they they over like you could yes. you can play your credits. You, yeah, exactly. You play using a heart, um, and once you're out of hearts, you have to wait 15 minutes for one to generate. But yeah, people can send you hearts. So this, this this is a great way of letting you know how deep into this game I'm in. I found, or oh, Louis told me about Was a group on Facebook, a Facebook, Facebook group page. called Sum Sum Addicts, and within that, someone said, "Hey, I'm starting a group. We're starting a group for people that can share um, 14 hearts a week." For each person. And I was like, I can do that. I really want lots of hearts. So, you, you, in order to join the group, the prerequisite is I am have to give out 14 hearts. If not, I'm kicked out of the secret group. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, how long does it take for a heart to generate? Or just you You just give it straight away. Like, and, oh, and, so and every, can, every time you collect a heart from someone, you also get 200 coins. Sure. So, it's a way to get... Which are not as big as rupees, but they're... Um, and not as big as hearts. Yeah. Uh, but I... Um, Hey, uh, if we didn't lose them at the start, <laughs> I, I joined. I joined. We uh, lost them now. <laughs> I joined this group, and uh, sure. these. Uh, it's pretty much me and like seventy mothers from from North America, <laughs> like Middle like America. Middle America. Yeah. Um, and uh, on it? I had to mute it because I, they they don't just go, "Hey, can you please send me hearts?" They they have like long discussions about cupcakes and 
and TV and 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 today they were talking about Amber uh, Amber Alerts. That's right, because is the like, New Yorker. Um, whenever, whenever, yeah, whenever there's like, oh no, this is about a child uh, abduction. So everyone gets an alert on their phone, and they're all discussing Amber Alerts. And I'm like, what, what happened to my life? That's Why, crazy. I was like invested in the conversations of these women who give me hearts on a free to play app on my phone. So the reason why you haven't done tat is not because of the app. It's definitely because oh, of was the, it, there was an Amber Alert. It was the Amber Alert about the child molester. You needed to tune in and find out. I mean, you're a father. This thing, you know, it's a way you could win your kids back. Stop, catch the guy. <laughs> Daddy saved you. So I'm playing this goddamn bingo card on Zoom. I want, so once once yeah, I finish it, you, you, you realize right shit. now this might sound like. Like you actually might sound like a Scientologist. Like you're using these terminologies. Everyone, no, actually, I think it's, it's a really fucking fun game. It's no, like, I mean, like the way it's you're like talking the first about time it. You play, yeah, I know. Totally. The way you're talking about it is so normally, and to me, it's sounding a bit gobbledygook. I, I kind of, ma- but it's just. Like, I implore everyone listening to please at least. That's give how it deep one, you are. One. You're like Tom Cruise talking about OPs and like thetans <laughs> and stuff, and to him, it's just like talking about the sky. I'm and, really looking forward to the grass. New, yeah, John Travolta's next movie, Battlefield Sum. <laughs> well. I mean... That was a very, very cheap pun. It was. I, was. I just started thinking about it then. Not the pun, just the movie and how it would be. Yeah. It'd probably be bad, wouldn't it? I'm actually reading a Sum comic at the moment too that Marvel putting out, which that's is out really good. That's out of control. And there's a Marvel Sum game, which isn't as good as the Disney one. And that's only available on the North American iTunes for but some weird reason. I have a North American account, so I downloaded it and why I played a it, bunch of it. Why is it only available there? I think, I don't know, licensing? Yeah, true. Scientology? Scientology, yeah. I, I, look, I think the roots are deeper and I think the roots are encrusted in Scientology but so I think about like apps that I get obsessed with sure <clears throat> um, games that on my phone that I get really mm. obsessed with and well, I feel you like know I, every you do, week we talk about obsessions yeah like, you, you yeah. burn out on them eventually so I'm, I'm sure I'm not gonna this is gonna take over my entire life I'll keep you updated it's akin to at the moment I am sleeping on the couch but that's because there's a baby in my <laughs> room not because screaming tax isn't done <laughs> you know what's akin to the Spike Jones film adaptation you remember Chris Cooper's character and you find out in the film, he's obsessed with um, plants, remember, like flowers. Yeah. And then you find out he was obsessed with tropical fish and he gets like so deep in the thing, has to have everything of it. And once he's done, he's done. Yeah. Some obsessions can be like that, but some can also be ones that last your whole life. Yes. So, we're going to be talking about those tonight. Yeah. Are there any apps that come to mind before we get really into it that, that like you were... I mean, I know you were really into Pokemon Go for a, for a hot week. I know I mean, most of our listeners probably, probably were too. But yeah, who the fuck you were into even, it as well. Who even plays it now, right? It's just... it's Nintendo it's, released that dumb new thing, the, the Pokemon yeah, Go Yeah, yeah, the little... Is that coming out yet? Is it a thing? It was. It was an EB ex- online exclusive in Australia and sold out within seconds. Right, okay. So people I think it was still easy to buy thing. Kanye West shoes online. <laughs> That it was to buy it. Like, it was a hot, hot... Why the fuck would they make it an EB online? I thought this thing would be in fucking Kmart. You'd want it... I mean, with, with a free game, you'd think they'll be trying to capitalize on as much money as possible. But Classic Nintendo. Yeah, I'm not too sure why they didn't do it, but hell hell knows I'm not getting one. Yeah. Not, not, well, apparently it's coming out for the Apple Watch soon. Thank God. That makes sense. So, you can, like, you can put your fucking eggs in there yeah. and, and it works as you walk around. Yeah, you do that. That was me popping an egg. That was Shout him popping Dasso. <laughs> Uh, real Egg Hours on Facebook. Check it out. Facebook.com slash Real Egg Hours. Hours. Yeah. I mean, they added a new feature recently where you can actually have a buddy Pokemon with you and for every kilometer you walk, it gets a candy. Right. So, that's a quicker way to evolve things. But then, you know, again, now I'm starting to sound like the Scientologist using terms <laughs> like that. And I'm just like, you know what? The game's kind of over. The AR appeals yeah, gone. Well, I mean, it's like, like really, really simple experiences are just 
are able to be so much more immersive now because of how frequently you use your yeah. phone anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like I if, mean, yeah, if Sum Sum was a, you know, like a, a, on my Wii U, I would, you know, I'd play it for an hour and they'd be like, oh, that was, that's enough. I'm done. Yeah. And yeah. now it's like, oh shit, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to see my tax man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the waiting room. I might have a, <laughs> I might play 10 minutes of Sum. No, fuck it. I'm going to the car. I'm going home to play more of this song. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been hooked on an app. Like I, I keep it pretty tight. Doodle Jump, Angry Birds. Oh, I, I never, loved Doodle Jump when it came out. That Doodle was good. Jump that was, was incredible. The art direction was sick. It was, it was, it was fun as hell. I, I, I was never into Angry Birds. I found the game yeah, slow and boring. Yeah, like, me too. For a mobile game, I found it like hella boring. I've never been into like tower defense games. Yeah. What about Temple Run? Um. Oh uh, no, I was never really into them. I mean, you know what I was into for a while? Desert Golf. Oh yeah, that was great. Fucking Desert Golf's great. It's one of the greatest iPhone games ever. That's another one that Louis, Louis McCurdy was the first of our friends to finish. Oh, maybe John Valenzuela, another yeah, guest of the Venezuela show. Yeah, I think Venezuela was. was the first to, to finish I've it. never been hooked on apps. Like, I, I keep a very tight app. Like, you have to really impress me if, if you want to be an app on my home screen. <laughs> yep, sure. On the home screen, you don't, you don't have Which a Which is why I have iFart. subfolder. This is why I have iFart and iBeer on what? the home screen and nothing else. <laughs> now that you can delete stocks, I deleted every normal app. Peggle? Um, Do you ever play Peggle? Peggle's the fucking best. Show me the cover. Sorry, not the cover. Like, it's a pop cap game. So the same guys that made um, uh, Plants vs. Zombies. I was oh, very yeah. obsessed with that for a while, too. Oh, yeah. Um, I do have a games folder. Peggle is super, super simple. I cycle them, though. Yeah. This, I mean, look, that's the thing. I'm just like I'm saying, like really, really simple games. Imagine if Tetris came out for the first time on the current iPhone. Like, no one had ever seen Tetris before. It was huge. Like, that was the reason everyone bought a Game Boy. It was the killer app for Game Boy. Yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I say I'm basic as hell, but I'm like into Instagram. <laughs> like, that's my killer app. I'm heaps in the ground. Right, Monster Dash or uh, Jetpack Joyride. Jetpack Joyride was fun. That was great. That threes, was, threes. I played a fucking ton of when it came threes, out. Threes. Um, That's one where you have to. Yeah, like, mash I'm kind of into together. like. Sword and Sorcerer is great, but that's like a game you play once. Yeah, totally. And that was like showing you what you could do with a touch screen and a narrative. And Lara Croft Go was great. All right, um, let's let's go back then. Yeah, let's go back. Let's go like, back. What, what were your first? Your first because we, we, we've made made notes of, and I've got some fucked stories linked to like stupid things I've done. Because I've been so immersed in in things that I had just gotten into. Can I make a prediction? Is this a jackass video with your friends? No. Okay, good. Because <laughs> I've got that to talk about. Oh my god! Yes. Do you want to start with that? No, no, no. We're going to go chronologically. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, cool. I've written a list. Just I went back and thought about my key obsessions, and obviously ones I'll. Okay, speak. I, I haven't gotten that deep, but um, but oh, please okay. let's begin. I think with there's you, gonna be a lot of crossover. Well, f- seriously, first and foremost, besides like surviving and being alive like which is what you do when you're a kid obsessed with that when i was obsessed with that um the first one for me and i've definitely spoken about it here before is was star wars like i think it was a three-year-old saw the video cover at the um local one-stop video it was not a it was a mar and pa chain it was Mm -hmm. pre video easy and blockbuster arriving in our town and the cover i loved i thought it was great it was the you know the 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 the, uh, busty princess layer and the shirtless look and i was like "Ooh, i'm into that <laughs> and that was it for me then parents had on vinyl and then i just started noticing star wars everywhere and this was like 88 and that was six years after the last star wars film at the time but it was still omnipresent but it's also at a time too where like if, when i was getting babysat by like the our babysitter you know i'd go to like a daycare thing the older brothers of the mums or something there would have Star Wars toys lying around like they weren't in vogue anymore. So, they kind of let the 
kids play with them. So I was introduced to a lot of Star Wars stuff that way. It was during those like no, no years of Star Wars. But yeah, the first was like first and foremost was Star Wars, and then. Uh, Did, but has that ever had any negative? impacts on your life or has that been entirely positive oh i'm sure it has like i'm sure people hate me you defend the prequels so oh yeah that's, that's negative star wars is like you know this is sounding so earnest but it's it's never had a negative impact on my life like as if like no it's taught me it really you know i think every kid should watch it would be made to watch it. it's like the best allegory for life for sure and, but like yeah so it's not a dangerous obsession no it wasn't dangerous uh, like, is I wasn't, anything like, on this list a dangerous obsession um did you stop doing your tax because of any of these? Some are dangerous. Like basically, they all are dangerous because you spend money on them. Yeah, and then you justify it by saying, "I okay, like yeah, it." Okay, yeah, okay. What's what's the uh, the biggest Star Wars purchase you, or the most exuberant Star Wars purchase? I know you've got the big SH Figure Arts collection. It might be the Figure Arts collection I picked up in Japan. Like, <laughs> I was recently in Japan on this like trip with my parents, and you know it was great and like a month long. But I got obsessed while I was over there with. The, um, the Bandai SH figure arts, which are like regarded as the best Star Wars toys. They're not tall or anything. They're kind of, they're a little over six inches, but they're just amazing. Oh, no, they're probably six inches and they're just insane. And the detail's mental and it's crazy. And they look like mini versions of the actors. And I got hooked on, I happened to be in Harajuku, uh, Kitty Land. No, it's not what you think it is, guys. It's a really great toy store. It's like a six-level toy store. And they, it's toy store, sorry. And they have everything, like every shitty little character from any show you can think of the last 40 years has a section within that store. It's lit af. And I was there the day the Kylo Ren one launched. And I didn't realize at the time. I thought it was like, oh, they've got heaps of stock of this. And I was like, I'll buy that. That's cool. And then I was like, I remember consciously getting it at the time being like, that's great. This is my one though, like one's enough. And then the next day I went back and I was like, oh, I might get the first order Stormtrooper. And then it was like, I might get Darth Vader. And I was like, <laughs> I might get Darth Maul. And then by the end of that, I came back with like seven all in their boxes. <laughs> and then I was like, so hooked. I was like, oh, I really want the second printing of the Return of the Jedi Black Luke with the green saber and found one on eBay for like $120 Australian shit. And I was like, yeah, I'll get it. And just like got hooked and started finding rare ones and buying them. And mm-hmm. that was it. I mean, the Force Effects lightsabers too. At the time, I was like, you know, eighteen and had no money, but spent like three hundred dollars on one or something. Yep, and that was cool. But you know, that's definitely, definitely impressed the right people in my life. <laughs> one of my pickup lines, honestly, used to be like, "Do you want to come back and have a look at my lightsaber?" Not being gross, like to me, I thought that was a really cool thing. But then I think they thought I was being gross, and so you know what, it worked out. And they got what they wanted. I got what I wanted. <laughs> Say no more. But yeah, no, Star Wars never cost me. I mean, you know, I, the greatest Star Wars experience I had was free and I was working on it, which I, it does sound dumb because you normally get paid to work on something, but it was work experience. Yeah, Angus did his work experience on the- uh, Episode two. Episode two. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's an obsession coming full circle or something. Do kids at school think you were weird for doing that? Um, the kids I went to school with were dumb fucks and like- <laughs> So yes. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of them are in jail and a bunch of them are like- you know, just down there still doing what they do. Shout outs if you're listening. <laughs> no, they already thought I was weird. I was like, you know, weird to them because I wasn't a jock or beating myself up. Yeah. <laughs> like they were. So, no, of course it was weird, but they also didn't understand. Like I, they didn't understand. So, Star Wars is the easy first pick for you. For anyone that's listened to a couple episodes of this a podcast oh, or knows you. Big like, takeaway. You're a big Star Wars guy. So, I, I mean, guess- look at this table now. Look at the coasters you're using. Yeah. Totally. Start. 
<laughs> Babe Pig in the City. Babe. <laughs> How did you get Babe Pig in the City posters? Pinocchio. Pinocchio. Roberto Benigni's Pinocchio coasters. <laughs> you busted me again. <laughs> what 45-year-old wears that outfit? <laughs> <laughs> We've, we both independently found ourselves on a wiki hole. Um, Looking up real life adaptations of Pinocchio, Pinocchio. and uh, I made memes about it, so uh, I'll put them on the HeyFan page. Yeah, please do. You know what? You know, I remember why I got in the wiki hole. Why is that? So I was like, I'm pretty certain in Pinocchio, Pinocchio was one of my favorite movies as a kid. I was like, pretty sure you see like Pinocchio, the titular Pinocchio, darting up. Just puffing on a huge ass cigar. Remember? Really? I was like, Oh yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. you wouldn't see Woody doing that in Toy Story. You know what? I was like, fuck, <laughs> that's pretty brazen. And then I went back and was like, oh yeah, it was made during World War Two or something. And you know what I mean? Like yeah. times were different then. And I was like, then obviously went through like the. Then I was like, I always found Pinocchio repulsed me when he became a human, like in the cartoon. Like he looked weird to me. Like he looked like a pig or something. And then I got hooked. Then I typed in like real life Pinocchio. I think at one point he does, everyone turns into pigs. No, donkeys. Donkeys, right. And then when I typed in real life, Roberto came up from his, I think, 2005. So yeah, remember the guy who made Life is Beautiful, which is like a, you know, haunting family drama set in the concentration camp. The next movie he made after the Oscar success of Life is Beautiful. It's Pinocchio. Fucking Pinocchio, but he's like 45-year-old Playing a wooden puppet, but he's not. He just looks like himself. With a fucking big nose. It's so so ridiculous. It's kind of nightmarish. Maybe we should do a commentary for it. I would love to. You don't even have to email us anything. We're doing that. Like, don't email us. No, no, no. no. If you want us to do a commentary episode for Roberto Vignini's Pinocchio, send us an email with the subject, the size of a 45-year-old's wooden nose. Yeah. Accepted. (coughs) If we even get one of those, we're doing it. (laughs) If we don't get one of those, we're doing doing it. it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just like Star Wars is is the easy easy guess for you. Um, my first obsession is probably very easy for you too because I'm still very obsessed with it today, and it has gotten me in trouble. Has it quite a lot in the last couple of years? Uh, because uh, I I keep promising not to buy any more of it, and then I keep buying more of it. Lego crack no Lego. crack <laughs> Lego heroin uh, yeah well Lego is when I was a kid it actually was- you did send me a photo yesterday confirming. Just how much Lego is stored in a certain part of your house. And I've justified it. Like, no, no, it's not for me. It's for my kids, which is vague. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, it's, it, it is for them in a way. When I was a kid, Lego was the ultimate toy. Yeah. It was all I asked for for Christmas and my birthdays. Yeah, it was the best. My, my parents. What was a, more fun than getting a toy? Putting it together. Yeah. And then, then also and doing then what you wanted with it. And, yeah. I also loved the. What I loved was just the design of the people and how they would take like a complex thing, like a pirate with jackets and stuff, and everyone had the same body. And it's what they did to like slight design choices, like just to make, oh, that's a pirate. That's, you know. Totally. And that's a cowboy. That's a that. Yeah. The idea of like, yeah, the minifig having different designs. Like, I I think a lot of toys that I collect now have that, like, you know, even Zooms. Yeah. They all look the fucking same. Except and it's like got three or four attributes. design changes that will differentiate a Chip, chip yeah. and Dale sum to a genie from Aladdin. Yeah, sum. I think Le- Lego has definitely influenced a lot of designers totally. and brands that we yeah. really like. It was now. just great. And, and I think parents loved it though too. They were like, oh, if my kid plays well, with Lego, it's better than a kid playing with a plastic gun. So, my obsession with 
re-obsession as an adult of, with Lego. And we're going to talk about the, how fucked it is being a big fan of something when you see other people who are big fans of the same thing you are. And then are. you go like, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, and then it's horrible because you have that snobby thing. You're like, no, I'm better than that. So, we should, we should go through all of our obsessions and work yeah. out who has the worst fan base out of all of them once we go through it all. I but- think... Uh, uh, so far, I just, I, I'll, I'll backtrack and so I think Star Wars is okay because it's so general now. There's probably a period <coughs> in between Return of the Jedi ending and the prequel starting where it might have gotten a bit dank. But yeah, I mean, like, and not in the dank meme sense, but the like get out of the basement sense. But if you're someone, if you're someone that has collected every single um, who make all the, the figures, who have always made Kenner. The, all the Kenner figures, Hasbro and Kenner, there was different so, like stages. From, from from like from the beginning to now. Yeah. Like, do you think that's a cool person that you want to hang out with? I don't know if they're cool, but there's someone I would like to just ask a question or two to. <laughs> Why? I'd be like, <laughs> no, Why? that was the question. That yeah, you yeah, yeah. Ask. yeah, yeah. Like, how did you afford it as a kid? <laughs> well, are they 19? They started when they were like 50. Like, who? Yeah. Are I mean, like, it goes without saying that every cool thing has bad fans and good fans. Yeah, but some of them are far more prevalent than others. And yeah, I'll give it to you. Star Wars, maybe one of the you know, because it is so. It's the biggest fan base. It's yeah. the reason why, like. Basically, Comic Con exists, but I mean, I would argue that Lego probably is bigger than Star Wars. Yeah, but maybe the there is no worse fan base than the AFOL <laughs> adult fan of Lego community. Yeah, is, um, you've, you've given me insight into these Facebook groups, well, and wow! So I'm, I've joined a few of them so I can get information about like when things go on sale and like what, it's, a good, it's a good way to find about new sets and stuff like that but like Look, these sift, groups will be like there's some gems in there but you've got to sift through some oh my shitty god. pieces of lego like you posts uh, like oh my god i can't believe it my fucking kids opened um, my lego yeah opened my or like you know uh played with my town hall modular set that was up on the <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about. I don't know if this makes me a, a better or worse fan. I don't like the sets that are aimed at adults. I like the sets that are that have the characters that I really like, or the licensed yeah. stuff, or it's or it's you know the pirates and the you yeah. know policemen and that is. kind of stuff. The shit that, that I grew up with. That's what fucking Lego is, you yeah. idiot. <laughs> I've got no like. Well, that said, my dad, the, and this is what sparked my interest as an adult was my dad got into the um, Lego Architecture series. Yeah, right. That's and cool. the, just just last week, I bought him for his birthday oh, the, right. the New York Star- Skyline set, yeah, which is sick. really really sick. That's awesome. Um, so he, you know, I, every Christmas and birthday, he, I buy him Lego. And then every That's Christmas nice. and birthday, they ask me, Hey, what do you want for your birthday or whatever? And I'm like, Lego. Oh, Lego would be mad. And they're like, We're not getting you fucking Lego. I'm like, I get dad Lego. God damn it. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> That's nice. I, I, I've given my dad a toy or a comic I've really enjoyed sometimes. Like, uh, yeah. you know, I remember I bought him like the Watchmen a few years ago for his birthday. And I was like, Read this. It's a really good book. Yeah. And, and stuff like that. So my wife is extremely understanding and cool That's, that's and really fucking great. Lucky, Supports though. all my hobbies, all of my weird decisions to stop doing real work and do weird, you know, podcasts instead that's of work. Great. Uh, but Lego has been like the one thing that we've had arguments about in our really? like, you know, eight years together because. It'll suddenly like really? you know like a cupboard that was once empty is now completely fucking full of boxes of Lego that aren't open yet because I plan to apparently open them with my Son. children who are yeah. currently fucking six months old. Yeah, when I bought them, you know that kind of thing. And and I think it was more about you know fair enough you're gonna buy it, but are you really gonna build all this Lego with with Archie? There's so fucking much of it now. Why do you keep adding to it, adding to it, adding to it? And it, there is that thing like when, once you have like, you know, some amount of disposable income and something that you love, it's like, oh, well, you know, I've already got the first one. I may I as need well all get of them. one, you know, one through fucking 50. I need them and, all now. Yeah. This is, yeah. No, I understand that well. So, I'm, I have curbed my Lego spending this year. 
and I'm like, I'm, I'm have really, you really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you I'm, have actually. I'm, uh, I'm, last year was probably peak for you. Wasn't yeah, it? last year was pretty fucked up. So <laughs> I mean, I, I let it happen too. <laughs> so I, I sat by and watched you do this, and I was <laughs> just like, like, oh, go for it. For should sure. I jump in? I'm like, nah. I, I'm happy with what he does. So the most I've spent on a set, I think, is six or seven hundred dollars. I got the Lego Death Star set. Yes, a few years ago. Yes, um, iconic. So yeah, that, that, that's yeah, but that there are many that's many holy sets grail. around. That. That's a holy grail, and. You know, if if Archie grows up and fucking hates Lego, I'll sell the shit and I'll be rich as heck. Yeah, because Lego, like, I remember the Guardian did a piece last year in their finance section saying like, it is the single most whatever product at the moment that is worth way more in such a short amount of time. I'm sure there's a very easy finance term for what I'm saying. Yeah, it, it increases in value faster than, than, any, than gold. Yeah, than gold. Um, which in theory works. I love gold. Works. I love gold. <laughs> Shouts to Mike Check. Shouts to Mike Check. Cool um, podcast. The episode with Ben Russell that just went up last week is awesome. I like gold. <laughs> um, yeah, really good one. Gold member shit. Most of my Myers movies are. That's, oh, that's yeah. my spoiler alert for Yeah, that my podcast. spoiler alert is But too. I'm still going to listen to every single episode of that that's podcast. That's the best. I'm obsessed with it. It's dangerous. That is dangerous. You're going to every- Alexi Toliopoulos is dangerously obsessed with defending the career decisions of Mike Myers. Yeah. I can't wait till the series goes on. We find out why, what happened. <laughs> what There's something that happened. I can't wait to find out what it was. All right. So, that's Lego. That was, you know, and that's something that's lasted since I was like a, a, a four, even like a, a fucking toddler with Duplo. Yeah, I, Duplo. I that's what they get you. That's I had a box of that at home and then I turned into Lego and then I, you know, I still have boxes upon boxes. They hook now. you at Duplo. And like when you see photos of my son, like when he's like eight, you're going to hate him because he's going to have every single Lego set that you ever wanted as a kid. Have you thought about that? Like he's going to get bullied for all the cool Lego he's got and you're you're to blame basically. You're basically paying for your son to get bullied. I'm, I'm also going to justify all of these... All these exuberant things that I'm giving to my son in the future. But I'm going to start a podcast with my son. As soon as he's like, I reckon we're about six months away from him being able to have proper conversations with me. He's pretty yeah. close already. That's pretty good. But uh, you know, you need to prompt him for a few things, and I don't think he'd understand the 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 concept of talking into a microphone. No. But I want to start a podcast called Worst Dad Ever. Wow. And it's me pushing things that I love and I'm obsessed with onto my children. And it will start with Archie, and then when Matilda's a bit older, she can join in too. That's great. And then gradually, it becomes not about me pushing things under them it becomes their podcast complaining about me their, their shit dad yeah I'm, I'm, I'm into it I'd be happy to produce it for you I, I'm with, I've, I've been toying with that and I'm like if ever I produce an offspring of my own that's what you that's what you call it right when <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I said hey Bianca <laughs> I feel like producing an offspring yeah, of my yeah. own up for it <laughs> got 10 <laughs> Um, Do you know that you can produce an offspring in one hand and uh, and play the new Mario Run game in the other? <laughs> Thanks, Shiggy. <laughs> so when I want to produce a young offspring of my own, I've always wondered: Do I impose slash impress my interests upon it, or is just their mere presence in my house and me not explaining what it is going to stoke their curiosity? Would I not talk about it at all because kids just want to rebel against what their parents do? And then I'm like. 12 years You're like, overthinking like huh <laughs> so you watch Star Wars and then open a thing and be like I'm into it and then they'll be like no I'm like my dad like I, I don't know like do you do you, is there a combination of all of that do you well, I, I let mean, them become their own people do you go I like this don't be like me or the first word that Archie recognized oh, that's besides right. his name 
was the Star Wars logo. That's cool. And then it was the Lego logo. That's so, insane. when I put the Star Wars Lego um, Mind game blows. on my TV, he was like, Lego, Star Wars. Whoa. <laughs> that Amazing. Nice. That's sick. Yeah. But uh, do, you, do you feel like you want to, to really share your interests with them or be like, these are things I like. You can be into them too. I really want, and we'll talk about this soon, um, Archie to be into comic books. I yep. really, and I really want him to kind of, kind of see that as a different branch of, of from picture books to novels yep. to comics, and like kind of appreciate that as a yep. medium. Um, and I, think I, want, and I want him to build Lego with me. That's comics the kind of like the, two things. I don't really care if if he's like Star Wars is shit. I'd be like, okay, fair enough. Sorry, I bought you all these toys and clothes that say Star Wars on it. I'll sell them to Angus and the Offspring. He's just produced of his own. If he hates Batman and that's someone else we're going to be talking about later, yeah. uh, that would be shitty as well. But so like, we just avoid all of Zack Snyder's out. Yeah. Imagine if your fucking introduction to Batman is Batman v Superman. Oh, that just made me really sad. That's why you have to make sure because you'd probably like it when you were a fucking kid, and then you were like, no, yeah. That's yeah. The, that's the bat. That's going to be people's version of Batman. That's people's Batman. Fuck a murderous, uh, like Fast and the Furious esque. All right, the episode has changed topic. We're now just going to complain about Zack Snyder for an hour and a half. Boom! Best episode ever. Sorry, guys. You thought you were going to get away with something else. So I've said Lego. You've said Star Wars. What is next in your list? For I was there was a big period of Inspector Gadget. Not the what? Not the Matthew Broderick. <laughs> It's a mad cartoon. Yeah, it's like great, a three-year-old. Great, great uh, theme song. But having said that, what it also did was usher in my obsession with action figures, like collectible ones, not like... You know, I never I never did that properly. I, I, into I had it. like a couple Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but never... Well, that was the next one on my list. Oh, mad. So, I, I can do these both, but I remember my parents um, and my grandparents giving me money for a birthday. I was like three or four, and there was a toy shop, and they had like a deluxe Inspector Gadget, which was kind of like Barbie doll-esque size, but... It had all joints. It was plastic underneath, like fabric clothes. But all the arms you'd press and they'd all come out. The hat would open up. You could put a helicopter, his chopper, like blades in there. That's awesome. Everything, his legs got longer, his neck. Like it was like I remember the Buzz Lightyear yeah. before Buzz Lightyear. Like it did everything. And it was kind of like the toy. And I remember saving and saving. And I took that thing with me everywhere. I broke it all the time. My dad would super glue like its neck back on so it would still work. Like, I can't imagine how many times I've like pissed off my dad and he was so patient and like would rebuild the arms again. And I lost the jacket. I lost everything. And like still, all, I think that all that's left is like the head at the moment. <laughs> it's become like the end of Toy Story. Like, and that was huge. And then you were Sid. Well, I was more Andy, but I was like, it was a delicate toy. Like, I'll tell you what, it was very delicate. Um, and that kind of led into Ninja Turtles. I went on our, my fifth birthday. I had my fifth birthday while we were traveling in Asia. And I, I was in Singapore at the time. And this was 1990, January. And Ninja Turtles didn't arrive here until, I think, March or April 1990. And so, for my birthday, my dad's like... He went out apparently the night before. And was like, there was a huge Toys R Us. And it was like Singapore at the height of its Singaporeness. Like, it was uber Western. And I'd never been... There was no Toys R Us's in Australia. It was massive. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. Do you remember when, when, when Toys R Us opened in, in Australia? Yeah. Was, was, there it was, was in the same year that World for Kids opened. That's right. And it was like the two of them head to head. And now there's was, barely any, just Toys R Us, a few. Yeah. yeah it's like there's the, a Parramatta one and I think one at Moore Park maybe. In, in Sydney, yeah. That's it. There's one in Penrith. That's it. That's it. Like there's, there's, there's way more Toys R Us's than there are World for oh, Kids. No, I forgot about World for Kids. That's hilarious. And... The next morning, I woke up in our hotel and we went to McDonald's for breakfast. I'm like, here's your birthday present. And that were four of the Ninja Turtles. 
And I was like, who are they? And I didn't know who they were. Like, no one knew who they were. And he's like, oh, they're going to be really big soon. Like, and it must have been the American influencer and why they were out. And I kind of was like, oh, thanks. And didn't really use them and probably went back to using my inspector gadget. But then third year, third month into kindergarten, everyone's talking Ninja Turtles. This guy's got every single one. Yes. And like the action figures hadn't come out yet. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, trendsetter dad. I get it now. So, I was like- Big Rob up. Truscott. It was such Fucking a cool does moment. It again. I still think he talks about that moment as like being a, a crowning achievement is when so he good. got Ninja Turtles and I didn't want them. He was like, oh, you hated them. And he's like, and then the show came out and it was like, and everyone was obsessed. That's so good. So, that Rob, was, Ninja Turtles was big man. for me. Ninja Turtles was a big obsession for me. Just that's not, And that's him not inflicting his, his likes. That's just him making a hot prediction That's him just like, this, this, this dude should be on the stock market. <laughs> this is great. Why stop at action figures, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, I never did action figures as toys. And I think, I, I don't think I had that many licensed things. I had like the odd. Sure. I think, and I think that stems from me growing up as an ABC kid kid. Sure. Cause I was I ne- an ABC kid. I, I'm actually an ABC adult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're an adult fan of ABC. ABC. Adult employee. Adult, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but but having all- said that, I wasn't like a player of toys. Like this, uh, this will make total sense to you. And it, 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 again, it, it annoyed my parents to... Hi, heaven. Oh, and I, I guarantee you half our audience will be like, oh, Angus. Yeah, I just displayed my toys. <laughs> no. And as I'm a, like fucking five years old. Oh, younger. God, you My suck. parents would be, yeah. And I had to, I'd have the cards that would like, the so you, you'd buy a toy and on the back, you'd have like the, the rows of all the toys and they're always in the coolest poses. I had to emulate them and I'd call, scream to my parents would come in and be like, I need blue tack, like his foot keeps moving. I don't like, and like, if you look in this room, like it's just like in my old house, especially like it was just things on display posed and it's horrible and sad. But again, it was an OCD thing. Like, and people weren't allowed to touch them to me. I just lacked them. I was like a weird, co- I was like the collector from <laughs> fucking Marvel. Yeah. Like I was like, I had one, I wanted them all there and just had them all. And that was me. It was weird. Like, and they had to be in certain height order. Like it was my parents. Well, my mom throws the word Asperger's around a lot. <laughs> autistic, because she works with autistic children. She's like, oh yeah, I see a lot of you every day and like and what I do and I understand why you did it. And But yeah, there was I, I just didn't play with a lot of them. They were just on display in the best poses possible. Fantastic. I don't know what that says. What, what's a kid who displays toys and doesn't play with them? Is that... Yeah, I, I did love blue tacking toys to my roof and, and, and walls cool. and stuff like that. Yeah, that's uh, cool. And I loved Glow Zone and that kind of shit. See, I think I had video games, so I was actually See, liked playing with those video more so because yeah, right. you actually got like points. Yeah, maybe that was it. Maybe maybe the concept of toy was right on the crux of changing in the like early nineties when consoles were big and stuff. But yeah, that was an obsession. Ninja Turtles, and then what's what's your next one? The Post Lego Simpsons. Yeah, okay. Same the here. obvious one. Like, you know, don't fall into the for Simpsons. Being... Like being into Coke as yeah. a kid, like so, Coca Cola. But like for. The like my for those later years of primary school, so like year three, four, five, six. Simpsons, everything. And Funniest just show the, on the planet. The, the, and the era of VHS and every friend you like. I knew I didn't have all the episodes of of The Simpsons on VHS, but I knew the friends that did. Yeah. So if I wanted to watch a particular episode of The Simpsons, we would go over to their house. You'd know where to go. And you're like, oh yeah, he's got Itchy and Scratchy Land on, yeah. on VHS at great his house with the ads in the middle like you know we'll, we'll still go watch it it'll be the best the ads are great and, uh, I'll go over to Little Willie's house he's got Camp Willie. Cru- he's got Camp Krusty <laughs> and uh, I remember just the uh, the obsession with um, Who Shot Mr. Burns that was a great cliffhanger and it, it was, could never be emulated in like you could never do that again or maybe you can't can, it was kind know. of done with Who's Cartman's Dad 
And that was again an end Caesar and Yeah, but it was nowhere near as like that that was That was like parody. They actually mi- produced like a stupid like, you know, uh, yeah, they did special, a fake episode. Fake, yeah, um, which was great. And then they revealed seasons later who his dad actually was. Oh no, I mean um uh in, the Simpsons were able to produce like the F- Fox produced that that half hour special about That's right. everyone predicting who who they thought oh, shot Mr. Yeah. Burns. Oh yeah. No, and- no, sorry. I was thinking about South Park how they were about to announce who it was and they That's switched right. they to that, not, not without, without my anus, anus the entire yeah, which yeah. is like an incredible You're going to talk about South Park in South Park, yeah, Um, because that was one for me too. Um, But yeah, like I had, I won in a. I used to enter competitions. I guess that was an obsession too. Um, I used to enter competitions all the time, and I. Would you get like the Sunday paper and draw color and stuff and send off? Yeah, that's all I'd. I I would love Sundays. I'd get up early, get that kids section out, and just get the fucking pencils out, get the texts going, and I would be. I never won anything from it. I was devastated. So in 1997, I was in year seven, and uh, I entered a competition, Me too, bro. and I won a. Uh, we've established that we've uh, that we're in the same years. At the it same. makes everything so much easier <laughs> when talking about stuff. It honestly. Oh, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I entered a competition, and I won the um the the handbook to every episode of The Simpsons, like a guide to every season of The Simpsons. And it, I like know a, the book. Each page or double page was like a an episode would have like the title. Yeah. It would have like the episode number. You know how they've got like the codes for The Simpsons. And it's seasons one through eight, which I, I think book. are the only OK Simpsons episodes <laughs> series to to watch and be into. To me, you know, it, I know there are people that are like, oh, to me, Star Wars started at a New Hope, but to me, that's where The Simpsons ends. Yeah, the like, end of season eight. And, uh, season eight is probably my favorite season too. And se- you know, season nine immediately gets weird with that shitty episode where they go to New York. And Yeah, I was like, thinking about it recently and the people that write The Simpsons now are younger than us. And like, and I know this sounds lame because they know what The Simpsons is, but I'm like, you weren't there, man. You weren't there when everyone <laughs> had Bart Simpson shirts. You weren't there when you could buy... And I still have a can at my parents' house because again, I'm a weird collector of Bart Simpson Invisible Cola. It looks like lemonade. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm like... So I, I still you have weren't a, there. I feel I like saying a, that to the writers. I still have a Homer Simpson um, pizza cu- Pizza Hut cup with a big 3D Homer Simpson on it, and then within that cup, it's, it's on it's on my on top of a cup, uh, my wardrobe in my old room that I grew up in. Yeah, I, I open the cup, and within it are a handful of uncooked um, Simpsons macaroni. Fuck. When you could get Simpsons macaroni and cheese. Well, I've still got cheesy poofs, which have been unopened oh, since wow. 1998. Fuck. In is a it, box. Is South Park your next one? Yeah, South Park's my next one. Where, do you remember? Because this happened actually with The Simpsons. My dad and I watched um, the second episode of The Simpsons when it first aired in Australia. Together. I taped the first. Oh, wow. We fuck had a you family engagement. And the first episode they showed here <clears throat> was the one... Where Bart goes to... Um, the first one I saw was the one was one where Bart um, goes to France. No, the one where like it's like the second episode. Bart gets an F. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a classic. Yeah. I think the first time it aired is they played two or three episodes because right. it's a big event. But I think the first episode they showed is when Homer takes the family to Burns's like family day at. The power plant, every character is different. Like, Homer's quite serious and straight. And Marge gets drunk there. Smithers is black. Yep, Smithers is black. And it embarrasses Marge. Marge embarrasses him. And, like, kids are being bad. And Lisa's being really bad. Like, and it was just, like, a completely different show. Yeah. I remember that being the first. But I had we had the VHS because we had to... There was a family, like, block party on... Or street party, whatever you want to call it. 
and it was like summer or something and i was like oh i'm gonna miss this the simpsons premiere because it was huge ads it was like gabbo it was like yeah it was coming it was coming and you're like i've got to see this but yeah this still got the vhs somewhere well, by by chance my dad was like oh come watch this with me and uh that was and, it and i sat on we sat on we were on in you know how like your parents had like the little tv in their bedroom yeah. oh yeah we watched it on, on, on his I was, which is now replaced with on... an ipad <laughs> <laughs> but that was back in the day before so iPads. they still have a little television in their bedroom but uh yeah so do my folks um our parents huh parents. Um, but yeah I remember watching that and then going to school the next day and, and like or the next week and everyone was talking about Simpsons, the Simpsons, 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 Simpsons. Simpsons but we can't watch it no one's allowed to watch it like yeah. Bianca's parents didn't let her watch it a few friends of mine and I was just, my and parents I, I go home I was like oh people say you can't watch the Simpsons and and dad was like no we watched it it was great it's gonna be on again on Wednesday you know what Wednesday. that was that's yeah. just like you could see if that came out today, you'd see like the news.com articles about like, and why your kids should not be watching. Yeah, like, I remember like friends of mine wouldn't watch it and they were like, my parents were like, what? why, why aren't they? Like, yeah. It just didn't make sense. My dad's like conservative Catholic and he, he, he loves the Simpsons. It's so, a very Catholic it, it, show though. It definitely isn't it? defined our, like our relationship as father. And son I think it's quite well, Catholic, like, not in a bad way. It's like, you know, family and yeah. you know, getting through everything. And I, like, I think Matt Groening's probably Catholic upbringing. Yeah. Like I, I've, we all had the, there's probably a Simpson fan right prime, now shooting himself head going, fuck off. Like he's not Catholic. Prime, uh, primetime TV was very important for, for my family growing up. <clears throat> I thought you did. Home improvement. Oh, third. Thursday night. nights were Home Improvement, Acropolis Now. <laughs> but then Home Improvement switched to Sunday nights. That was weird. No, I liked that. I remember being in bed watching. I got the small TV in my room eventually for my eighth birthday. And that was that was a big game yeah. changer. I had the Nintendo in there. I could Fuck. play it whenever I wanted. It was one bizarre. Year, one year we had to write like um, our family guides and, and everyone had to write their family's favorite TV show. And pretty much everyone wrote The Simpsons, but I was diplomatic and I wrote Home Improvement because I knew that that my mum didn't like The Simpsons, but she liked Home Improvement. <laughs> That's why you're the best son in the world. <laughs> so, you know, I just said like I was at a neighborhood function and they closed off. It was whatever. It was a, a, I probably think it was like a block party, but when I think about it, it was probably a barbecue next door. Yep. But I was six and impressionable. Same circumstances for when um, South Park came out. I remember being minded after school because I was in year seven and probably not to be trusted. Uh, by other neighbors and they were they're, they're do- hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. She's a doctor and she's like a doctor and they were watching SBS on, you know, a weeknight because mm. that's what you do when you're a doctor and well-to-do. Uh, and an ad came on and it was... The first thing I saw was the black screen, the um, disclaimer, the South Park disclaimer. Yep. And then Cartman getting probed and it was like premiere this Saturday night, South Park. And I was just like, what was that? That's insane. Yeah. And then just by chance, it was a a neighborhood Christmas party on and I was at some neighbor's house and I remember bringing a VHS along and I'm just like, do you mind if I tape this? And they're like, oh yeah, go in our son's room and tape it and watch it and watched it there. And I was just like, I was laughing at like, so I've never liked out Like I was just year seven. And it was just perfect timing, like just the fact that I was saying word, and I was like, "This is insane!" I'm yeah, like, "This is like crazy. you know, farts on fire, yeah, and dildos, and, yeah, kicking yeah. kids, like it was amazing." Yeah, and I remember the, the the ad campaign in the lead up. I remember reading about it because, like, the Monday Guide they used to yes. come in the Sydney Morning Herald. Oh, it was like my favorite thing that came Same out. Same here, I'd like grab it, I'd fight my dad for it. <laughs> and I remember they wrote about it before the first episode. They gave it like, yeah, and I they were like, it's, "It's like peanuts on acid," is what they. The, the that term was a that big. I remember that was probably the quote on the front of the guide itself yeah and i remember me and my friend naif we were both in year seven we yeah. both watched it and i called him straight away and on his home number he was like what did you and do? i was like did you just watch south park and he was like yeah how fucking good was it oh my god the next week i was um at uh at my grandparents house amazing because it, it started like december yeah, yeah it was like around christmas and the second episode even they aired it out of order they aired the mr hanky episode as a that's second right episode. because it was christmas yeah yeah and they pushed it forward and I um, and i watched that the first 10 minutes of that with my grandparents and they were like we're not watching any more of this <laughs> but throughout like year you know year eight South it was, was crazy so- it was so popular and then the movie and came i out could do two a, years later. i could do like a, a passable cartman voice well, i'm sure you could <laughs> and, we all uh, could yeah couldn't we no no no. but at no, my no. school i was the fucking cartman voice kid uh how, how good is it to be the cartman voice kid <laughs> and but i remember that's getting, the adult who's good at being austin powers isn't yes, it yes totally it getting popular to the point that i rebelled against liking it Wow. Um, around just as the movie came out. So I was pumped. I was like, oh my God, within a week, I've got a Star Wars new movie and a South Park movie. Wow. They came out like, I think, a fortnight apart. Um, and I, I was both with the You Say People Gonna Die line in it. Yeah. Classic, classic South Park. <laughs> Throwing a line in there at the last minute to be timely. Yeah. But I was always on board. I've never gotten off that train. So and I didn't see. Um, the South Park yeah, movie in cinemas. Did, oh wow! And because we, we were like, all my friends were like, "Nah, South Park's not funny anymore." Like, blah, blah, cause you, it, was just, it was it was so popular. Like, normies liked it, and I was fucking, you know, at that extremely impressionable, like, you know, year eight, year nine age, where yeah. like, like the hardcore kids liked it, like all the sports kids liked it, and I was like, "Fuck it!" Like, nah, it's not cool anymore. It's shit. That's terrible. And, That's a uh, terrible way to be when something gets popular just to not like it. Dude, you, I'm sure you do that with things. I, I, I still do that. I, I call it I call it powder, powder finger syndrome because oh, powder, powder finger, finger is suck. the first thing that I remember doing it to. Yeah, but powder finger did suck. <laughs> Whereas like South Park only did the opposite and got better as it went on. Yeah, but so then and then so remember, bro- remember- like what's crazy is Matt Stone and Trey Parker made South Park when they were 10 years younger than us. And to me, they were always adults. And I think I was speaking about this recently about someone else, or maybe it was off this, but I was just like, I, when I was younger, every, anyone over the age of 20 to me was like the same age, basically. Yes. They were like 20 or a grandparent. 
<laughs> and then now I realise that they were like 21. And how dumb was I at 21 to make like that first season? Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, and now yeah. I'm like, they're in their 40s now doing season 20. And I'm just like, you guys have grown so much. Like the stuff you do now is just like, people will still think it's about farts or something. But so I'm you, like, you still watch every episode. I, every I definitely episode take night- South Park for granted. I think, I think sometimes like... I get like the point of South Park now is to be preachy and have have I have call messages. It I would like, absolutely call it preachy. No, it's not. It makes fun of both sides. Always has. And yeah, always but in will. a preachy way. Not preachy. I think preachy is like, like they they have. I wouldn't call it preachy. It doesn't for one of them. They definitely have like you know. All right, in this episode, one of the characters is going to like explain our thoughts re this important world, you know, this, this thing that everyone's talking about. Yeah. But they always, it's always both sides. They've never said where they've never said what they vote. They never say if they're liberal or not. We know that they are liberal because they make that show, Yeah, but they always present both sides. Like sure. they don't cram one side down your throat. The, this, the, the rule of South Park and this itself has been criticized is it ridicules the left and the right every episode. And it's still like more so, especially this week's on its return. It's ridiculed both. Like, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, um, do you remember giant turd and douche, uh, giant douche and turd sandwich? Yeah, that's what they're calling Garrison and Hillary Clinton. Like, it's just back. Like Garrison giant. and Hillary. Clinton. Oh, so if you watch last, so the last three seasons have been canonical. Like every episode leads into the next one, and right. every season has, which is pretty amazing for them. They've never done it. Sure. And last season. Garrison is basically Trump and has built a wall between Canada and stuff. And he's got the fake tan now. Fuck. And they're just calling it giant, uh, giant douche and turd sandwich again. Except <laughs> it's now like on every, it's, it's just like for the nation. It's insane. And the, uh, do you like the game as well that came out? Oh, the, uh, the stick of truth was amazing. It was one of the best games. That, that, that's top five game of that year. Yeah. Mad. Yeah. No, South Park was big for me. I, I, I just thought it, and again, this might sound sad, but it really taught me a lot of things and, showed not just gross things but it taught me a lot about minorities and it taught me what jews were because i think i've said this before like the it, jews weren't around where i grew no, up I'm, I'm the same boat dude they weren't in hornsby and they weren't in wollongong yeah, yeah and watching seinfeld and south park around the same times in my life i was just like exposed to like <laughs> that's one minority which sounds horrible but then it also taught me about you know transgender people taught me about so many things and like even poverty with Kenny's family and like it just showed it was unashamed to show certain things and unashamed like not not afraid of taking down celebrities that they thought should be taking taken down, down people who were sometimes considered holier than yeah holy and I really liked that and I think it taught me to always like not take yourself seriously and like it's okay to make fun of everything not okay to make fun of everything like oh look at that like what I like about South Park they have like Two of its, you know, side characters are handicapped. You've got Jimmy and Timmy, and they never really ridicule the fact they're handicapped. Like, it is a plot point a lot of the time. It's not like the other kids, like, haha, look at that dumb kid in a wheelchair. Like, they talk to Jimmy like one of the normal kids and always have, and it's just kind of like, I do like that. I think sure. that's kind of good. Like, I think that was kind of, you know, and you can say that's bad for certain reasons, but a lot of, th- a lot of decisions like that I found were pretty progressive. I would I, I would love to just watch like binge watch seasons and seasons of South Park on a on a on a plane. Well, I, it's just I told you that like you, every, they've, they've got to deal with Hulu, so every episode is always on Hulu. But given the the current state of VPNs in Australia, like it's pretty hard to get. And mm. I saw them all on iTunes, and now that season twenty is back, they're all like fourteen dollars a season. I'm kind of like, do I do it? And I'm like really tempted to get like nineteen seasons of it, fucking cheap. 
What's next for you on the uh, obsession list? So we, oh, well, I kind of skipped a big one, and, which is the Beatles. Ugh, basic. <laughs> Ever heard of them? <laughs> I was like maybe 10 and the Beatles anthology was a, that series that came out where it was by the Beatles. I remember the advertising was huge. There, was mm. a, there were three albums. There was a TV special and what became like a 13-hour series, which I still have and watch once a year because it's insane. But... I'd never heard of the Beatles. I was not interested in the Beatles. I was into contemporary music at the time. Your Silver Chair, your Nirvana. You know, I was into. And then I remember watching the Doco and with my parents. They were like, "Watch this," and I was pretty disinterested. But then being like, "Oh, that every band I know." Like at the time, there was probably five, like Oasis, like so. And I was like, "Oh, everything that they do, these guys actually did the first one." And like with the B Sharps and the Simpsons, like every I just realized like they were the cliche like they are now the thing that's become cliche and i've always been obsessed with like the original of like the first of something like i i think star wars is like the the cliche blockbuster now sure but i like star wars so much because i'm like it's the first and this is what all the other ones come from it's not like the reason why i like it but i am attracted to figuring out as like a fan of i don't know as an obsessive compulsive person i'm like why were the beatles big and now that we have there's more books on the Beatles than like most other things. And, you know, everything they did with every fart they did has been recorded somewhere in a book. <laughs> and so I just poured over like, I remember for like three to four Christmases, every family member, every family friend would give me a new Beatles book about one would be like recording notes from every session. Like it's unreadable based for a normal person, but I would like read it like it was the next fucking Harry Potter and be like, and then, oh, and then I carefully believe- blue tack it. In a, in a oh, position yeah. on your on and, your on your and have like red string attaching it to other things they're trying to figure <laughs> out. But I'd be like, oh, how come other people don't know that this song? Like I remember like hanging out with my parents' friends and then being like, oh, we're here into the Beatles. I'm like, yeah, can you believe it took 23 takes for Harrison to get the guitar right on? Like, and they'll be like, <laughs> oh no, Fuck I, you. I've got the best of. <laughs> like I thought all old people like, and then I thought all people knew everything about the Beatles like that, and it was kind of really alienating. But what's your favorite Beatles album? That's so hard, but I don't. know. I was going to ask song, but album, oh, I, I'd say album is. What 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 is the what what are you the most fond for? Which album? It's always either between the White Album or Revolver. Right. I just think they're really perfect. Yeah. I mean, everything is they've done, like, post Hard Day's Night's, like, perfect. I always loved Abbey Road. I know it's... Oh, like, no, Abbey Road's yeah. amazing, too. I love just, like, how the... The medley. The yeah. medley. The yeah, me- the medley is, like, my... And I love... You got the Beatles rock band oh, thing, and I, I came over one night. It's and, the best fun and ever. And we, we, four of us played. I, I, I forced us to, to do the medley. Oh, and you only, weren't forcing only me. you and I knew it, and the other two just had no fucking idea what it was. Disappointing. Rock band is so weird. Yeah, that was that was a trend, and I think that that do you still have, have all those weird plastic instruments. I would actually, I would love to do a Beatles rock rock. If you want us to do a Beatles rock band <laughs> episode, episode of fam, send us an email um, with the subject. They're um, at my parents' house. The size of plastic drum kits. <laughs> They're at my parents' house, and that you know that became a thing. I'd go down to visit them and take Beatles rock band, and they would love it, and they'd join in. And my mum loves singing, and my dad would play the guitar, and, and I'd get and on the then drums. Some dumb cunt would play the drums. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was funny because uh, the Beatles are a thing I like. Don't listen to every three or four years, and then I like go through and have like a month of nothing but Beatles. But Ron Howard has just released that new film, Eight Days oh, a Week. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I got to see a press screening a few weeks ago, and I went with um, a few people from work. It was great. I mean, it was I knew everything. <laughs> and it, none of it was new information, but it's like, oh yeah, I'm like the Beatles were fuck. And then, this is a fact that I still think blows me away. Like at the height of their fame, 
1965, just as Revolver came out, they quit touring. And they're like, we're never performing live again. They're like, we're not growing. And they, before then, most albums were like a representation of what you would play live for that that, that six-month cycle. And then they went and hold, they started realizing they were recording things which can never be reproduced and as opposed on stage. And as opposed to that being like frowned down upon, they were like turned on by it. And they're like, back, I think back then, like everything was four track or eight track. Like, and that was to them huge. Eight track was crazy. Like you could have drums on a track. You could have vocals. And now, as you know, you can, on your iPhone, you can have like infinite tracks on yeah. GarageBand. But then I think what they did in Abbey Road, they installed 16 track for Sergeant Pepper. And then they like weren't touring and they were like, let's just get an orchestra detour. Like, and that's, that was to them, you know, they kind of pioneered yeah. the idea of like an album and being an event as opposed to being like the thing you put on while you watch them on TV, you know, like and just a parody of that is one of the better moments of Walk Hard. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, Beatles and and Beach Boys. Yeah, who, who also did the same thing with yeah. Pet Sound. Yeah, I mean, there was. I don't know. I, I I just have such a fond spot for them. You know, it's very basic to say you like the Beatles, but in my defense, I was nine, and I understand. I'd say most obsessions are pretty basic too. Well, the that's thing so, is, that's something that we can that we can decide. No, I think they are. Like you think that the funny thing was upset with obsessions are you think you're the only one for a while, and then when you find out there's others. There's that weird, like, yay, there's more. And then there's like, yeah, but now it's not that special. Yeah. But I remember being, I, I copped, this was so weird. This is this episode sounds like a bit of me dealing with where I grew up. Like, I copped so much shit in the end of primary school and especially high school for liking the Beatles. Like, I remember, That's so funny. I grew up in like, I grew up in literally like South Park. Right. <laughs> like, everyone was a dumb fuck. Were you like wearing Beatles t-shirts or something? Or? No, people just knew I was into the Beatles somehow. Like I probably was listening to them on a CD player or something. Walkman. Yeah. And I would be like, look at you, you dumb Beatles fag. And I'd be like, what? That is a good call. I mean, it was a sick call, but I would have like, you know, like been like, yo, half the band's dead. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I copped a lot of shit for that, which I find really weird. Yeah, I am. Um I mean, I, so I, I, as, as someone that is predominantly a rap, a rap DJ these days. Hey, everyone knows him as Dad Rap DJ. Um, that's right. Everyone. I still got Jim Carrey on that list. Jim, oh, oh, we can go back to There's him. There's a big period of Jim Carrey but in my while, life. while we're talking about music, like the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the worst period of my life to look back on musically and be like, oh my God, I was listening to some shit was like my early, was my late teens when I was getting Very really, getting really into, into rap. But not rap, it was like hip-hop and like gangster rap was like, I didn't appreciate yet. I, I, I thought it was, I don't know, I just did, it was not my thing. So, I, I liked that very radio-friendly, hippie-ish, you know, Jurassic 5. That's right, you had a big J5, I remember you sharing this with me recently. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I loved that shit. And then, and, and then all of the crappy Roots kind of bands, yes. also the Roots. <laughs> but like, you know, like G-Love Special Sauce, Ben Harper, all that shit I was really into. Also, I was smoking a lot of weed at, at the time as we well. Get it. And so you like that, that whole vibe was great. But before then, I was into three, like my three favorite bands are still my three favorite bands today. Um, I guess kind of like, you know, three of my three favorite bands. So it was like the holy trinity for me of like Stoner Rock that I was obsessed mm-hmm. with. And I bought... Every one of their albums, and I also bought like I spent like you know ninety dollars on like a, a, a like a imported live album of some of them as well. So it was Ween, yes, Pavement, and Beck. Oh wow! And they, they are 
the Venn diagram of those bands is very like it's yeah it makes a lot of sense and you're smack bang in the middle yeah yeah every one of those bands complements the other bands so much totally and yeah. they you know they're all like you know not so much pavement but certainly Ween and Beck were able we're very much a pastiche of different genres so being into them got me into other kind of genres and yeah when I first got into DJ Shadow which is still kind of in that embarrassing thing I was obsessed with but that was probably the most money I've ever spent on one artist really? it was my final year of high school and it and I pretty much I was obsessed with introducing fe- um, all anything to do with DJ Shadow I, I yeah. bought every single thing that he had an, a credit on on an album if, if he produced one song by one, on one rap album you'd go buy or it. he'd do a remix or that but I would pay fucking import prices from the Sanity I remember having to the buy Sanity import, dance and hip hop section I remember import prices at local CD stores buying like, like minimum 40 bucks to but more likely 60 yeah it was for fucked. like a fucking five track EP and you do like it that. I remember doing constantly that. do it because like you know it was impossible to get the mp3 of yeah, those you things couldn't do and it. like bootleg live recordings and bootleg live recordings that they'd press to vinyl File sharing wasn't reason. really a thing. Yeah, and when I got into buying records, I was buying, paying the dumbest amount of money for for you know records that I would never even play out. And this is just the Lego thing. This is just the Pokemon thing. Like you you, you go and it was like the SH Figure Arts to me. You go, no, I just need this one. Yeah. And then you just go, no, someone else might have more. I need to be there. like it becomes competitive. Yeah, and I would session. and we I would like skip school or like you know go spend a weekend going out to buy records. So if you're not, gonna, I used like, to do that. Know, I used to get yeah. the fucking train from Wollongong and go to like Utopia Uta- and all Utopia these things and just like do that. And it was just it was, it was massive. Utopia had the a uh, dance and hip hop section for a while when they were beneath, on the other side of the when street. they were be- no when they were beneath um, George Street Cinemas, oh, yeah. which is the best incarnation of Utopia. Remember the one before it when it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Street? Oh, no, it was on Oxford Street next to the Hungry Jacks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, not Oxford but Street. The, 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 the best street. of all the locations. The best one was under the cinemas, and they, and they had Euphoria, which that's is right. the, uh, and that was all the that dance, the dance, and, stuff, dance yeah. and rap and R and B. And I spent a lot of money at Euphoria, and that was like the peak of CDs, wasn't it? Like oh, that's, they could afford that. So I spent so much money on CDs, and then. I ended up selling all of my CDs for five hundred dollars. Like I'm talking like a thousand CDs. Who'd you sell them to? Uh, one, Stephen from Egg Records. Yeah, yeah, nice. He bought everything, and like he was really, really excited about all the shitty roots and and uh, and and boring hip hop that I was like embarrassed to even <laughs> be associated with. Shout out to Stephen from uh, Egg Records. Yeah, but at the end of that year of my like you know DJ Shadow obsession, like I bought the Scratch DVD and all yeah, this stuff. Right. I, he toured. And and so I missed the first two days of schoolies week so I could see DJ Shadow do a gig at the Horton Pavilion. And every other city of that tour was over 18s. I was 17 at the time, except Sydney was all ages at the Horton Pavilion. And, and that was the best moment of my life up at, uh, at that point. I now look back at it like, wow, why did I care so much? That's such a weird thing to, to, to be obsessed you know, with. And, and certainly not something like, I don't really go back and listen to old Shadow albums like far less than I would listen to like, you know, weird B-sides by Ween or Pavement or whatever. Mm. But, uh, you know, when time, you grow up, like, so important to me. Your world is smaller and you're not aware of... Yeah. And you've got to really pick your battles. And when I say battles, like you pick the subculture you get into, you pick the genres you get into... Like I in year twelve, I think it was, I I hella got into Weezer, yep. And that was because they were this band who, no, two thousand and one I did because they had two albums which were adored by adored by everybody, and then they split up. Well, they didn't split up, but they hadn't made something for five years, which back then was a long. Like now, it's pretty normal. But that was huge because they did two albums like a a year and a bit, two years apart, and then 
they came back with the Green Album and I was just kind of like, oh my, that kind of reminded me of Weezer and I was a bit too young. I was like eight or nine when they first came out. But then I, I, was I actually like, loved the Green Album. Oh, Green Album's out. great. Yeah, yeah. Green Album's, it's like perfect pop album. Yeah. Every track's amazing. It's like over it. You want it. Ooh. You, and then I got obsessed and became like bootleg hunting. I have every demo from every you've got, a, you've got a Weezer tattoo? I've got a Weezer tattoo, which was there soon after. You've got a Tintin tattoo too. Is, that, a, is Tintin on your list? We, that's, yeah, I meant to say before when you were saying you want Archie to read comics, I was going to say the first ever form of books. I had most of those comics over there, the Tintin that I've always had on display. Mm-hmm. Most of my dad's. Oh, cool. And they're from the 80s and he used to have to import them from Eng- the UK editions. There wasn't like a local Australian printer like there is now. Yeah. When I say now, I mean like in the 90s and I couldn't read because I was like three or something. So, I would just look at them and like, you know, I still got the stories and then I remember reading them 10 years later and being like, oh, you know, like... Pretty racist. <laughs> pretty racist, but also pictures go a long way. Yeah, like, yeah, you, definitely. You know, and yeah, yeah, I remember what happened in this book. Yeah. And Tintin's great. Like, Tintin was a huge obsession for yeah. me. Yeah, I've got that beautiful um, recently released set with it's all it's blue That's in a right. box and all, all, all the Tintin books are in it. I have a lot, like a lot of the original ones that I had when I was a kid, but... And we'll talk about comics in a minute too, but like I had, I never really collected runs of comics. I just loved the idea of comics and reading yeah. comics, and I just had such a bizarre selection of it. And, and See, Tintin was great Tintin. to get into because it's um, finite, like it's over, and you could get all of Tintin, and you'd be like, that's it. Like, yeah, I, 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 but, I like but I kind of wish that I just kept like having sporadic Tintin books because when I was like, I'm going to read every single Tintin book, the first like six Tintin books suck. Oh yeah, they're all very and it's when and, it's like, just and the first Tintin. three are racist as shit too. And it's but, uh, just Tintin, like there's yeah, not yeah. the amazing side of cast, and that that was it. Like he's you know he was writing it for a daily newspaper, like a strip at a time. Yeah, totally. You could tell that as soon as it stops being a strip, it gets good. And then you go like, oh, these characters are insane. Like Captain Haddock's like the best character, and, and the Thompson twins. Thompson Twins and Professor Calculus. Oh, Professor Calculus is the man. From like Crab with the Golden Claws onwards, Tintin just gets incredible. Or Blue Lotus, I think, is like the beginning of the best. Of I love Tintin. My, my favorite. It's always been Tintin in Tibet. Oh, that that is that is the like that's all that's a, that is always the top of every list. Is it really? Yeah, it's it's probably the best because it was. You know, it brings back the character from Blue Lotus who we became friends with. Yeah, and, yeah. And it was based on real life with his friend who that character's based off. And oh, really? Yeah, he had a dream about him and missed him and then found out that he was ill and it's kind of about that. It's really beautiful. There's a great... Again, I'm pointing to this as a great doco there called Tintin and I. Okay. should give it to you tonight actually to take home. And I'll watch and it like two years from now. Yeah, Perfect. watch it two years from now. It, you know, it's taken me... Last week I brought up that I was going to watch um, Keanu. Um, my wife and I have watched three sessions of it so far and we still have half an hour to go. Is it good? Don't have kids, you guys. Is it good? <laughs> it's fucking great. It's right. really, really funny. I've rented it and I've, I'm about to watch it. Um, so, uh, what's next on your list, Angus? Um, I, I, this is hell out of order too, but Bat- Batman comes in when I was three because Batman 88 came out. Uh-huh. 89, sorry, I was four. And... I think at that time too, because they were smart at marketing, Warner Brothers was really hammering the Adam West series as well everywhere. Yeah, so, so I was very well aware of the Adam West series and the Michael Keaton, Tim Burton Batman. So I grew up watching the Adam West series. And I think it was because the, the movie, movie came out, right? Like they the were like... The 66 movie I watched constantly. 
where Same they, here, where they yeah. evaporate the um the UN and into dust. And oh, I, I loved that. I thought that was the coolest thing in the universe. And some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. I, I drew. I've got drawings of of me drawing my favorite scenes in that of that movie and from when I was like eight. Yeah, whatever. it was great. It's such a good movie. But I never actually saw the the Burton Batman movies. I had the trading cards. Sure, I was taken by my dad. That sounds horrible. Let me rephrase that. My dad took me opening day as like a three or four year old. <laughs> my dad, my dad was just like, "Your dad's awesome." <laughs> and, and Ghostbusters too. My dad's awesome too. But that's like that's a, that's a different. I was obs- and again, I remember like the Simpsons thing. Like I remember the cover of every magazine, every everything was like Michael Keaton in costume and Jack Nicholson in costume. And yeah, it was everywhere. That dance was on every cast area, and so it, where it should be still. <laughs> but um. That was a huge obsession. Batman has stuck with me. As you, as, I think the reason why I glossed over it is because anyone that listens to this knows how much we give a fuck about the character of Batman. Like, yeah, totally. It doesn't even bear repeating. Like, he's he's you know central to your, yours and mine. Friendship is central to this podcast, and he has had a career that has made him, you know, central to everything basically for seventy five years. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about Batman, you should go and listen to my other podcast, Serious Issues. We just did a Batman Day special. Batman Day was last week. Can we talk about how much of a crock Batman Day is? It's the third time it's changed date, and it's I think five years. Well, I think it has to be. They aim for it to be a Saturday or something. Yeah, but they've changed it from five years, like even months. Change the date. Change the hashtag. Change the date. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, if, uh, go listen to Serious Issues. We re- I recommend ten slightly obscure Batman books, but you should read. It's that a great I- listen. So it was really fun to record. It was like therapy in a way, kind of like this episode. Yeah. Um, but I bring up Batman because, and this is a big one for our friendship. Um, we Angus and I had been friends for a couple of years, and I came over, and you had some Batman comics on the shelf, and I was like, "Hey, are these good?" This is our John and Paul story. Yeah, and you were they like, met. "They're fucking amazing." What the fuck are you talking about? You got to read them. And so I, you know, such basic Batman books: Year One, yeah. Dark Knight Returns, and um, Killing Joke. I gave you like the, the starter pack. Yeah, and so I was. You gave them to me. Uh, I I I was ro- running my restaurant. That's right. And I had gotten a book deal, and I had to write a cookbook in an extremely short amount of time. Yes. And you gave me these comic books, and I would go to work early so Bianca wouldn't nag me that I should be writing my cookbook. And then I would sit on the bench in, and this is this sucks actually. I, I realized that obsessions make you paint your partners in a negative light because they don't <laughs> allow you to be worryingly obsessed with things. But I basically every dying moment. I, I chewed through those books within two days of you lending them to me. And then I went out and I bought Long Halloween. I bought That's Dark right. Victory. I just, I bought like, I wrote to all these people that I knew were into comics and I was like, whoa, something just unlocked in my brain. I fucking love Batman. I fucking love comics. Please just tell me which are the good ones. And so, uh, Josh, um, Josh from, uh, Josh hundred from the non-canonical po- podcast, Sally defunct. Mm-hmm. Um, a great Melbourne comic book podcast sent me this long list of things and I like genuinely bought every single comic on his list. I borrowed every comic that you owned yeah. and quickly, I think I surpassed the amount of comics oh, yeah. you, you've ever read within like a month. Yeah. Within like, oh yeah. Within like, yeah. A comic, sorry. I'll, I'll give you some credit within six months. Yeah. <laughs> but um, like it, it just all I wanted to do, like I bought an iPad solely for reading comics. digital comics on yeah. it. And I, I think that was like... Which that, is still one of the best things about the iPad, I've got to say. Oh, it's yeah. It's, it's all I use my iPad for. Mm. Um, and uh, I just... That was... That's, I think, the the craziest obsession I've ever had. Yeah, that was is, fast. I remember watching that and being extremely jealous because <laughs> I, I was earning such little money working at a record label at the time. <laughs> and I remember just being like, oh, I wish I was 
that you're in. Oh, I was extremely jealous. Um, well, my, my trick is you just claim it all as tax. Yeah. It doesn't work always for me. <laughs> um, yeah. And, uh, is that coming from the guy who just said he doesn't do tax? Yeah. Shit. Obsessions. Uh, I do tax. I do tax. I'm trying to do my tax. I've got to, I'm going to try and get it done by the You'll end of the week. Done. Stop worrying. I'm going to get obsessed it. with doing my tax. Stop being cool. Yeah. Get obsessed about it. Um, I'm going to lend you some of my favorite taxes tonight. And then you're going <laughs> to eclipse me at my best, um, tax returns. Just e- e- email people that I know are good at doing that tax. Yeah. What was your favorite year? Top 10 tax list now. What's the best <laughs> claim you made? Best receipt. Digital or hard copy? But yeah, and comic books is that there's no finite, you know, like it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And, and it's so, only, and that is a dangerous, dangerous habit to get into. And it's, they're so popular at the moment, aren't they? Like comics? Yeah. You think so? I mean, not really. They're kind of. Oh, they're, they're more popular than they have been in years. So, like, the yeah, last the, five the idea years. of going to a comic book shop is, yeah, but the overall market, it is slowly growing, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like people yeah. are reading comics who would never be seen reading them before. And, you know, because they're. More popular, they're taking more risks and writing stories that would pe- appeal, you know, to stereotyped people and sexes that might have necessarily ever appealed to on a mainstream level. You know what I mean? And that's yeah, great. Totally, like, yeah. art, and you know, it's awesome because we're, you know, I'm not saying they're writing like the Barbie comic. I'm saying they're writing like Paper Girls, which is an amazing comic, which might have been made 10 years ago because, you know, comics were, there was a, you know, in the 90s, like DC and Marvel were pretty much bankrupt. Yeah, 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 the nineties. Totally, yeah, yeah, so and, and right now it's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's, like it's, it's, a, it's a fun. It's a really fun time to be reading comics. Yeah, there's no better time. And if you, you know, digital, good for you. If you're hard copy, good for you. It's just that's the beauty of it. Mm. And I love that. You know what I mean? That to me, I love this. Like, it's funny. Music's emulated it in a way. Like record sales are more than they've ever been. Yeah. And streaming's out, and it's like people don't really see one as being better or worse than the other now. Like, they're kind of just accepted. And I yeah, think that yeah. comics has reached that a bit too. Totally. Like, you're just kind of like, oh, I like the feel and the ads. And it's like, awesome. You can get the physical. and Yeah, you can get the single issues. You can get the trade. Well, then you pick. And now I, you know, I buy all the Star Wars comics because I want to have every physical yeah. copy of all the ads. And then every other comic, I'll just get digital. Because yeah. I'm kind of like... In uh, my opinion, you're only weird if you like reading omnibuses. Omnibuses are the least practical way to read yeah, comics. And they've got the health in paper. And they're like... it's like They're mammoth. I, I, in, uh, Serious issues. I suggested that someone writes a Batman villain that kills people with comic book omnibuses. Yeah, that's a good idea. What would you call them? Omnibuy. Yeah, I really... (laughs) I'm not feeling um, like I I, I should have asked that. (laughs) It's a very non-creative question. Um, So, uh, sorry, comic books and Lego are probably my two biggest obsessions. Yeah. There's one that we talk about every single week. That we haven't brought up yet, but I want to. I want you to get through more of your list because I know we will inevitably get talk about Harry Potter was big for me, which we know a few weeks ago. Yep, we, um, did, we did that bloody episode, you guys. We've done this this one. We go did back and Harry, listen to it. Harry was big for me, and I go into detail why. And you know, as you get older, you start getting your obsessions. You've really got to pick your obsessions. Yeah, and you can only handle one at a time. And I think I was in a bit of a drought at the time with obsessions. Uh huh. And yeah, Harry ticked all those boxes. And th- these are the books, not the films, which I, I like the films, they're fine. But the Harry Potter books for me was a huge obsession. Like, remember re- rereading them like seven or eight times and getting excited about coming up to a particular page because it was like a sentence I liked in it and stuff like that. And like being so obsessed with it that I'd be like, I love this page. And just like, <laughs> it was kind of weird. It was like when you, you're watching a movie re- with someone, you're like, Kept, great. You'd carefully cut it out and then blue second on your wall. Yeah, and then connect it to the Beatles recording session. Like, <laughs> what is with these British? But what does it mean? 
Um, I, there was a faux obsession. I got no. You know what? I was obsessed with James Bond too, because, just because of Gold Knight, and I ended up watching like every Bond movie religiously because right. that was just proxy of Gold Knight. And I've got to say, to a lesser extent, Mario was an obsession as well. So that's what I was going to get to. Oh, sorry, Nint- yeah. Nintendo in general. Nintendo. Um, I have uh, Nintendo. That and that was like the big. Well, this is growing up moment for me. I sold all my old consoles and I sold all my old games because Did I, you? Was I didn't like, know that. Yeah, went to make room. I had pretty much had like a dedicated games room. Don't call it a man cave. Oh, I know. I do know this. This is at the current place. Uh, my last my last apartment. <gasps> no, the last place in Auburn. Granville. Yeah, no, um, I do remember that. And uh, It wasn't a man cave. And it wasn't... This wasn't a suggestion from my wife. Um, this was me going, okay, we need a room with for a kid kids. to live in and kids don't play Nintendo 64 or SNES or Genesis no. or Mega Drive, you know. No, they, so, they don't. And... You know, I'm still buying. I've got, I've got the latest. I've got a Wii U, and that that has all the all the games on the eShop that yeah, I want to play. Three exactly. So, like, there are so many ways hey. to play old games. You don't need all the on console. You got this now. You got that iPhone set. No, no, I mean, you got an iPhone. I mean, that's what Nintendo games are coming. Like, this is what's yeah. now happened. We've now accepted the fact you don't. You know, the games will come out at some point. The only game I'll play in my life is a game called Sum Sum for some reason. <laughs> you know, I got hella drunk Monday night because, uh, you know. Why'd you get drunk? We weren't recording an episode of Hey Fam. Hey, you know... This is, this is our first sober Hey Fam in like a month. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, that was probably why, because I knew this would be a sober episode. <laughs> and I came back here with a um, dear friend of yours and mine, Lloyd. Lloydy boy. We, we just sat back, cracked open some cold ones and listened to our favorite Mario 64 songs. And like... like That's the best. It was the best feeling. Yeah. And then we then we got deep on Killer Cuts, which was the Killer Instinct I soundtrack. Have, I have that CD. Do you really? I have that. I have the actual CD. Have you got a CD drive at home? Um, yeah, I, I've got to find... I'll have to find that CD. It's, under that, it's in my garage. I've been... Because I try to look for a high quality one because... I'll tell you why later, but it's like, I need that basically. Okay. Yeah. All right, it's all right. awesome. And you I was like, come, o- come over and we'll go through yeah, my garage. I will. I've got to come it. over and see Matilda and Archie before I go. Okay. Yeah. Good idea. Awesome. Um, but yeah, Nintendo, I mean, we don't really need to go super into it. No. I always, I never, I didn't have a video game. Um, I remember having passion. Like the thing was being a Nintendo fan, you'd have the battles. Like it's better than Sega. It's better than Sony. And we've said this before. It's always been... The, the one it's always been the constant yeah. other consoles and brands have come and gone but the fucking big n i'll yeah. tell you what he's always there and i never had a console growing up but i always was drawn to that's Nintendo. right i remember that so like my, my next door neighbors had a snes and they had all the donkey kong games and they had mario world and i used to always just just stay, just spend way too much time at their house just playing video game playing those video games a kid's gonna say that about modern warfare <laughs> and then like but are they? borrowing stealing a kid's game boy that I um, was babysitting, and I and I and I got way too far in his um, Pokemon Red cartridge. Like my 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 game got he would way have been f- pissed. Yeah. No, he was fine. He ended up just playing my one instead yeah, of his because you caught every everything for him. Um, and uh, and then uh, like right through to like um, being on mushrooms in a hotel room <laughs> in uh, in Portland. Um, I was touring with, oh, and amazing. Uh, uh, we were playing from the regular night and uh, he put us up for a night in a hotel but then didn't come to the gig or something like that and we were like fuck him so we stayed he put his credit card down and we stayed we stayed like three extra nights (laughs) on his credit card never heard back hey that's Um, fine and and, uh, one night I like just I didn't leave the hotel for like 48 (laughs) hours 
and I and I I stayed playing. I, I rented it. You could rent a Nintendo 64 from the lobby. Oh, amazing. And I just took mushrooms for, for like what vintage two days. Is what vintage U is this? This is like 2007 or 8 me. Yeah, wow. I already had consoles by that point, but I was just like, fuck yeah, I'm going to play. I never actually had a 64. Fuck. I'm going to just play all, I can play through it for like two days straight high. <laughs> it was Jesus. the best. That's so amazing. yeah, that's a, that's a dangerous, <laughs> dangerous obsession story. Yeah, that's a dangerous. I mean, that's when you actually break the law and <laughs> yeah, on several counts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to bleep a few names in that section, I think. Yeah. Or, you know, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? It's a great song. Um, Speaking of video games, I got to talk about all of the GT because my f- the first That's actual right. console that I bought besides PS2, the Game Boy was the PS2. Yeah, and I played GTA Three. Well, I, I actually got it, and this is so lame. I got the PS2 so I could play SingStar and um, and Buzz, which was like the yeah, quiz I remember, game. I remember you this and amazing. I because I, I, I thought it'd be really I, people used to always come around in my house all the time, and we had this big entertainment area down the road. So it was like end of high school. Yeah, and yeah. people would just come over all the time, and um, and we would just like hang out in my in my downstairs room. So really we ended funny. up, and you could play eight player versions of Buzz, That's and right. and you know everyone could Iconic. do SingStar, blah blah. Iconic. And then I had it for ages, and John Valenzuela was like, "Hey, you know, like you should just get." Actual games for for your PS2, right? <laughs> JV, you've created a monster. <laughs> and uh, I went out and I got um, GTA Vice City. Great first time, yeah. And, and um, I'd played both GTA the, like the, the one and two on P- PC. The top down classic. I love those. They're great so much. Yeah, and, they're great. Uh, and then Vice City, but then that, that opened up like because that's like that's the original open world series with infinite amount, not seemingly infinite amount of things you can do. Yeah, and. John Especially, and I, I mean, GTA 3 was just revolutionary. That was just like, you know, yeah, the transition. Vice City, I think, is the pinnacle of that franchise. I know a lot of people would disagree with me. I yeah, just wow. think Vice City is the fucking well, you know, perfect the, open world game. You've got the nostalgia factor Yeah, exactly. With it. Yeah. Um, and uh, we played GTA 3, Vice City, Vice City Stories, Liberty City Stories, and San Andreas Great. over the course of a year. But John would come over to my house every single night of the week. And would be there from like four in the afternoon or whenever he finished work. And then would be at my house until four in the morning. And then he would go have three hours sleep, go do a full day of work and then come back to my place. And we would just play all fucking night. That's seriously, if you're like in your late teens and you're listening to this, that's pretty much going to be the the next couple of years of your life. And while he was working, I just kept playing. So he would, I I played it for the longest stints of a time. My my friends got me me a gamer's chair, which was this like weird circular kind of like, almost like like a camping chair, but it was called like a gamer's chair Fucking and i just hell. sat it in the front of my television and just play it was the greatest yeah i love those games so much because i love that you can play them but once you unlock all the weapons and stuff though you, keep you just them. well you just don't fucking play the play the games properly no you, you just, just go around and start blasting yeah exactly yeah and i remember like you know we would be like okay let's try and get somewhere in the story tonight and well i would begin in a mission and get like 75 percent way through it and be like I'm just going to fire a rocket launcher at that um, random truck over there and then just ruin everything. And run from the cops. Yeah. And now the army. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. GTA was great. I, I, I was a big fan of 3 and I remember importing Vice City because I got the UK version, which well, was uncensored. I never got into the ones after that. And I then think- was kind of biding my time for 4. Right. Waited and I was like, oh. San Andreas is incredible. No, San Andreas had 2. San Andreas was fantastic. 
I um, didn't do the stories. I didn't. Well, they were they were for PSP, and then they just ported right. them to, to, to. I didn't play those. I was just hungry for more, baby. I don't like GTA Four, and no? I and I only played like you know ten hours of GTA Five. Five was incredible. I've got to it's, say, it's this. incredible. I just like the humor and that kind of a game. Oh, I you think appealed to it. me so much as a teenager, yeah, and I like, don't care about that kind of thing anymore. Yeah, same. I remember playing Five and being like, ugh. With a lot of, you know, I don't want to drive a fucking car. It's like the, my biggest thing. I don't care about unless it like unless I can like fire shells and banana peels. Yeah, I don't yeah. give a fuck about driving Five's a car. In, Five was just great in terms of like narrative though and how open. Yeah, but the narrative is just like, oh, you you fucked my wife. I'm gonna shoot you in the balls, you little fuck. Yeah, like no, it was stuff like it's that. just like entourage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, okay, maybe narrative is the wrong word. Maybe technical. Sure, it was great. Like you could drive all over basically California with no. That, well, that that, okay, I, that that aspect of it I love, and I yeah. love the radio stations. And, and then if you're playing GTA for narrative, you're a dummy. Like, yeah, you know, it's cool. like if you're a kid who's into that, it's like mm, no. I thought, uh, yeah, Dr- San Andreas, exploring because that's such a huge map. Yeah, that was huge. That was the, that was just a great great moment in gaming for my life. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I feel you, man. <laughs> and now I'm playing Sum Sum. And now look at you. Imagine if you're fucking game chair sitting, <laughs> nine, 24-hour gamathon self saw you now. We revealed some very personal truths about ourselves tonight. Yeah. Like, it shows that, you know, obsessions... Can bring out the worst in you. Bring out the worst, but you know what? I don't regret a thing. Neither. If I had to do it all again, I would stay four nights in Portland. <laughs> yeah. If I had to do it all again, I would have gone to Portland with you. <laughs> I would have sold you the mushrooms. <laughs> And then we would have stolen, he's taken imprints of his credit card. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd be paying our libs in fees every month. But um, um, Have you got any more sessions you want to r- run through before we put a, put a pin in this? Hanging out with you once a week. Oh, my podcasts. boy. That Big boy. obsession. <laughs> that boy there. Um, latest obsession, and this sounds so lame, and I know it's yours as well. Just <laughs> oh, oh, making yeah. memes. Making fucking memes. Fuck. I love memes. I love I making- love memes. <laughs> I love memes. <laughs> I love making memes. Um, there's nothing funnier than making an esoteric joke that two people will get, <laughs> dropping it, and you know what their response is going to be, and just them affirming the last seven minutes of your life, yeah. going, "You've done it." Yeah, like, well, it's a capital letters fuck, fuck, and then the crying, laughing emoji yeah. face three times. When you see that's that, all you need to get me through the day. That's all you need, and I tell you what. I don't see the meme making stopping anytime soon. No, memes are forever now. Memes are forever. Memes are the greatest art form. Yeah. Let's see, that's the, for Archie, I want him to, from a young age, I want him to appreciate Lego, comics, and memes. Imagine showing Archie his first meme. Or imagine, Fuck. wait. Helping him make his first wait, meme. Imagine him showing you his first oh, meme. Oh, I'm going to cry. And then you go, let me show you something. And then you slide open your Facebook and he sees all the admin pages. Oh, my God. And he's like, my dad makes memes. <laughs> then he then he starts hating memes. But so meme culture was very fucking lame for the longest amount of time, and then suddenly it became something I absolutely wanted to be a part of. Yeah, I think it was just you know we're, we're in a post meme phase. Like meme culture used to be like scumbag Steve and like the real basic and shit, like you know keep calm and blah blah blah. And then now we're in a post modern meme phase where people who grew up on that were like. They were shit, and now I'm making like just fucked up stuff, and it's kind of, I think that's what yeah, making memes that make fun of memes. Yeah, that's yeah. where we're at now, and that's an amazing period to be in. Like, yeah, we're over those. You know, we'll look back in hundreds of years' time at the oh my god, girl and Star Wars kid, and you'd be like, wow, memes were lame back then. Yeah, <laughs> now memes are just so spicy. <laughs> it's so good. 
I mean, you know, we're we're basically going to Melbourne because of memes. Oh my God, yeah. So the next episode of HeyFam is going to be a crossover episode with um, the Filthy Casuals podcast. We're hanging out in uh, that Little Egg's sunroom. Uh, his, that little eggs kitchen. Uh, Tommy Dasselo, Ben Vanilla, and Adam Knox. Should we do it in the hotel? We, me and Angus have a fucking fly hotel. <laughs> if you guys want to come get some autographs or something, yeah. If you, I'm, I'm going to steal Angus's credit card in front and stay yeah. there for a few more days. We're doing Take some a, mushrooms. We're doing a signing. <laughs> should we do it in the hotel? Is that baller? It's pretty baller. Or is it better doing the egg Watch house? Tom, Tommy won't commit to it. So, we're, we're going down because it's Tommy Dassler's 30th birthday. <laughs> I also got a gig down there, but it's, it's going to be a pretty good weekend I got a content. gig down there too, and it's roasting that fucking egg at his 30th all night long. <laughs> I, think, I just think the best thing we've done with our lives is just made a meme page that makes fun of one of our friends. <laughs> That's it, the only thing it exists to do. Has he ever spoken to you about it? He said, how long is you, are you going to keep doing this for? He's never spoken to me about it. <laughs> I think he's too scared to. <laughs> I think Tommy Daslow might be my latest obsession. Yeah. I know, he's mine. Um, I think he's too scared to ask me about it. He's not mentioned it. He's not brought it up. <laughs> Even if you don't know who the fuck we're talking about, we implore you, check out Tommy Daslow memes on Facebook. Facebook.com slash... It's a Melbourne thing. Real egg hours. This is us trying to get... <laughs> when I said um, we've got to really hit that, you know, expand to the Melbourne audience, I didn't really think I meant this. <laughs> but this is... Here we are doing it. So, yeah, if, you, uh, if you're on a tram this weekend, keep an eye out for the fam. Yeah, we'll be there. You're in a laneway. <laughs> um, what else? Yeah, we'll be at... Or if you're at his 30th, chances are, if you're in Melbourne and listen to this, you're going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> the only people. Um, yeah, it'll be hilarious. And what about Unite, though? Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm DJing at Unz Unz. Is that the one that you have to be like 21 or over? Yeah, but it's yeah. a 90s night. I'm into that. Yeah, yeah. Because like only 21-year-olds might remember this. <laughs> Actually, no, they wouldn't. I'm 31. And I don't remember. Yeah, no, they might. They might. No, we'll work it you, we'll, we'll get, you can get back to us and let me know if you remember the songs that I play on Saturday night. Yeah, wow. I, that's going to be huge. And you've got to fly the next morning really early, don't you? Oh, not too bad. What got, time? Uh, like midday. Oh, I've that's got, good. I've I'm got, there till six. I've got junk it. Um, next week, early next week, which is like a junkie mm. conference in Canberra. Last year, I recorded a HeyFam there. But That's right. I think that was when HeyFam we thought could have been bigger than just you and me talking shit. But I yeah. think we've worked out that I wasn't uh, in that one. And you know what? I, was, I I've never listened to it. <laughs> I was just like, and that sounds rude, but I was just like, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm not in it. I got. I think I was um, like on strike about it. Also, that was, it's not like you've ever listened to an episode that you're in of HeyFam. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't, I've never listened to a Greenlight Boys or Hey Fam. I've never listened to any of the guest episodes we're on. <laughs> I think like once it's done, it's done. Right. Like Ringo only did one take, you know. Beatles, one of your obsessions. There you go. No, I listened to some of our stuff. But we've worked out that uh, Hey Fam is uh, <laughs> it's it's just does, it does better when it's just me and Angus on that couch drinking those beers. Yeah. Talking shit. No more guests. As often, I don't know. Guess they, I mean, never I'll, say never. Exactly. Great. Yeah, Justin doors Bieber always album. open, but right now, much like a Australia's <laughs> immigration policy. Jesus, another one of your obsessions. <laughs> yeah, one of my P- Peter Dunn. Well, love, love the guy. Not. Um, we're more selective with our guests. Yeah, I mean, not even to, like, it's just like people. I think like the precursor is: Do you listen to Hey Fam? Okay, you can be a guest. Yeah, and when they say no, we go, "Oh, how many Twitter followers? Oh, yeah, no, don't worry, don't come on." 
I've got to delete this now. Sounds like we're insulting all of our old guests. Oh, yeah, Kevin Smith, get on the bloody phone. <laughs> you made clerks. Great. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much for listening to Hey Fam. We'll be back with a very cool crossover episode with Filthy Casuals next week. Oh, so soon. Um, have a great week. Get obsessed. And you can find us online, facebook.com slash heyfampodcast. Angus is online at chimichangus. And I'm at levdog, L-E-V-D-A-W-G. Uh, send us an email to heyfampodcast at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And uh, leave us a review on iTunes. See you later, fam. Enjoy your morning. Hey! Bam, bam, bam. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to Hey Fam. If you're not completely sick of my voice, why don't you go and check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called The Mitchin and is all about the Sydney food and bar scene. And the other one is called Serious Issues and it's all about comic books. If you uh, get angry that Angus and I don't talk about comic books anymore, it's because all I do is talk about comic books at Serious Issues. So go there instead. Uh, you can find both of the podcasts on iTunes or download them directly at yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for listening and for your support. And I'll see you next week. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.